apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Annie Mac Home Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Annie Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 2011281 0 l call for additional details. Jones had first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach in college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Basketball fans, it's Big Chase, Lucas Bulldog, and special guest Justin D'Onofrio from Sports Talk with RJ, bringing you another rendition of the Posting Up podcast. And I mean, Justin, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. And you, you saw the promo at the beginning, Sports Talk with RJ. Make sure you check it out every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. They're going to be talking a lot about some of the stuff we're talking about now, as well as NFL, that they cover it all. But uh, we got a lot of college basketball to get with, get get to because this weekend is the Final Four, and we will get to that. 
Well, first, we got to start off with the NBA, and some big news happened last week. Uh, Kyrie Irving back to full-time with the Nets. New York uh, vaccine mandate was uh, uh, lifted for uh, professional athletes. And uh, Kyrie Irving back. I know a lot of people, I mean, you guys are both Yankee fans. A lot of people were talking about uh, Anthony Rizzo and Aaron Judge. And uh, it's crazy because this broke during uh, drawing about the G-Man. It sucks that Zay isn't here. But after that show, Zay said it. You can mess with the Knicks, the Nets, the Giants, the Jets, all you want. But as soon as you start messing with the Yankees, oh, everything starts changing up. So, I mean, I, I guess Judge and uh, Rizzo got that power with the Yankees. But, no, Kyrie Irving back to full-time with the Nets. Now you don't necessarily have that question of Ben Simmons. Can when Kyrie's not there, can Ben Simmons be that number two He's just a solid number three when he does eventually get with the team. But having Kyrie back, does that – are the Nets still the favorite to win the East? Are they the favorite now to win the finals, Lucas? I think it's kind of <clears> – it's uncertain right now. Um, I mean, we won't know what that team's full potential is until they um, have Ben Simmons, you know, suited up and playing for their team. Uh, also, I mean, the East is just so, so, so wide open. I mean, the uh, we talk about, you know, <clears throat> obviously the 76ers who have James Harden and Joel Embiid, one of the deadliest duos in the league. But then you got teams like the reigning champs, Milwaukee. You got, um, oh, excuse me, the team, probably one of the hottest teams besides Phoenix in the league right now in the Boston Celtics. And, I mean, there's tons of other teams that could give you trouble. Um, you got. You know, Chicago, Cleveland has, you know, shocked a lot of people this year. Um, Toronto has played okay. Um, obviously, like, the, this first game where Kyrie Irving could play at home, uh, they got beat by the Charlotte Hornets. So, I mean, they're flown around this plane. They're 39-36. and 36. I don't know. I, I think they can get a good test in the play-in and then – I guess I guess it's good for them that Irving will be back for a full seven game series, but I don't I don't want to call call them the favorites just yet. Only because you know a we haven't seen their entire team and how they play together, and b I mean we saw Kyrie's first home game yesterday or a couple days ago, and and they lost. So yeah, I I I, I get that, but I I think that I. It sucks that Zay isn't here because he went back on a, a prior episode, talked about them throwing games so Kyrie would end up having to play away. He could play if the mandate was still in place. Now, I, I think if that was what they did, I mean, they're in the play-in right now. There's no way Kevin Durant should be in the play But, I mean, last year we said that about LeBron James, so who really knows? But, I mean, so with, with all this, they're in the play-in. I don't necessarily think that was really the issue, but I think that is going to be a narrative that's starting to unravel a little bit more because having to go into a Philly, go into a Milwaukee, and that stuff in a seven-game series is going to be rough. So I, I I get that, and it is tough. And I think the narrative coming out of this is they played themselves into a hole without Kyrie, and can they get it done? And I, I think they do. I still have faith. 
and I think with Ben Simmons playing that number three role, I, I think that that just gives him when you have less expectations, it's easier for you to excel. So uh, I think he's going to do great there. But I, I think even Kyrie and Kevin Durant, they, they were Kevin Durant's huge foot away from changing the course of history as we know it last year. So yeah, what do you think of, of the Nets with Kyrie back full-time here, Justin? Yeah, I'm kind of uncertain too with them here because, yeah, you know, there's a lot of hot teams right on the Eastern Conference. It isn't wide open. You know, the Celtics have lost one game this month. You know, the, the Heat, I know they're in a four-game kind of slide there, but they're still a pretty good roster. You know, you got the Sixers as well. Like, I, I think for the Nets, it's like you get in the player on game, you're going to even have to face probably the Celtics or the Heat, who are, you know, both have 57 wins right now. They both, you know, who knows? Maybe they both get to 60. Then you got to play maybe the Sixers right there, who are the four seed. And then, you know, you could turn around and you may have to play the, you know, depending. It could also be like the Bucks too. You may have to play in the finals or the Heat or the Celtics. You may have to go through three teams that have at least over 50 games to get to the Western, to get to the conference or to the NBA Finals. And I think that's a, that's a tough task. And I know probably home court doesn't matter as much as it used to. You know, especially you got a guy like KD you know, and, and Kyrie where you can go in and you could pretty much, they kind of feel confident they can go into any building any night and win a game. But it's it's a tough uphill battle. You know, chemistry-wise, can they get there? You know, Kyrie's only played 22 games this year. I think they have the talent to do it. I just think their road's going to be too tough because I, I think – you know, possibly having to beat three teams that have over 50 wins, it's going to be a big, big challenge. I don't know if they'll be able to overcome it. Yeah, I mean, only time will tell. I'm, I'm very, I mean, the Nets are. Everyone's talking about the Nets all, all year long because I mean they have all these stars and it's been like this a uh, soap opera. The whole, the whole all season. First it was Kyrie not being able to play. Then he was able to play road game. Then James Harden getting his way out there. Now the Kyrie stuff is all situated. Next thing you know, Ben Simmons is going to start coming in. And everything. the Ben Simmons narratives are going to take over everything. So uh, it, it, it's a mess. And it, it just comes down to can, can the Nets – are they going to follow the narrative? Are they going to listen to the media or can they just get over it? And I think they can get over it. And I, I think right now they're my favorite to win the finals with Kyrie full-time playing in all seven of, of those games on in a series, uh, unless we're in Tor- unless Toronto, but they would have to play them in the play-in. So that's not, a, that's not an issue. But uh, so, yeah, it should be interesting. But uh, – now let's talk about a little bit of this, a little bit of the NBA, a little bit of what we were talking about. I mean, talk about the East, how open it is. Let's get some predictions because with the Final Four coming up this weekend for college, what's the NBA's Final Four going to be? Who is going to be meeting in the Western and Eastern Conference to ultimately play in the finals? Justin, let's start off with you. My, right now, in the Eastern Conference, I got the Celtics versus 76ers. I just love how hot the, the Celtics have been playing right now. Again, Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum, are just they've been on a tear. And those are two guys that, you know, they're good enough to beat anybody in the playoffs. You know, Marcus Smart's a good, you know, is another solid guard. I know Robert Williams is probably going to be out 
for a month. Um, but he could come back, you know, maybe late in the first round. Maybe Derek White's been playing really well off the bench. I, I love how hot that Celtics team is. They're the best team defensively right now. Uh, I'll take the Celtics of how hot they've been playing. And the Sixers, you know, I know Harden's had his issues in the playoffs, but Embiid is just so dominant. And I, I think Harden could have enough, you know, have enough good games, especially in the first couple of rounds where if he does have a night, you know, if he struggles one night, I think they can overcome it. Tyrese Maxey didn't play a ton last year in the playoffs, but he's had a huge impact this year. I think he could be a guy that kind of steps up. And Tobias Harris had a really good playoff, you know, last year. He played well. So I think the 76ers right now and the Celtics for the Eastern Conference. And um, do you want me to go to Western Conference? No, let's, let's just go East. Okay. Lucas, what you got for your Eastern Conference? Yeah, I mean, unsurprisingly, I'm I'm gonna throw <laughs> the 76ers in there for like I mean, pretty much all the reasons Justin uh, listed. Embiid's dominant. Uh, Harden, like he said, you know, this playoffs. I have sat and like thought about the struggles in the playoffs, and you know, it's a little concerning. But I don't think now. Don't to get this twisted. I, off the rip, I might get a little crap for this, but I don't think Harden's ever played with a player like. Joel Embiid, I think he's played with a player with the star power that Joel Embiid has, as in, you know, Kevin Durant. But I think at the center position, you know, working so well with that pick and roll, I don't think he's ever played with a player that, you know, dominant at the center position, Um, which, you know, was supposed to be what Dwight Howard was in Houston, but it just wasn't. And then um, for the other team, I got Milwaukee. I mean, I, I don't I can't choose against them right now. They're the defending champs. Playoff experience does matter. Um, I, I wouldn't doubt if they went to another NBA Finals. Uh, Giannis, obviously, we haven't talked a lot about the Bucks this year, but they're, they're still doing their thing. Giannis is still playing at an MVP level, and I don't think they should be overlooked. Yeah, all right. I like those. I, I you, you guys both have Philly. Uh, I don't have Philly. Uh, I, 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 I think. Yeah, James Harden choking and that stuff uh, at times. I, I, I think he'll do okay. I think he'll average like 20, 30 when he needs to. But I think the real issue is going to be Joel Embiid. And, I mean, in a seven-game series, it's tough for him. It's tough for these big guys to play. I mean, and he's going to have to – he's either going to play banged up like he did last year, or he's going to have to take some some big games. He's going to have to take some games off. And this is the this is the the, the playoffs. Every game is a big game. So him have to miss some time, or or him playing banged up. I I think that's like it was last year, and and like it's really always been for the Sixers. I think that's going to be his downfall. And I because Harden, I I think while he has the talent and the ability to carry them through. Uh, I just think with how tough the Eastern Conference can be and will be this year and just it, how he does fade in those big moments at times, I, I don't see the Sixers getting there. But I, I think it should be interesting. I, I'm not sold on Boston. They're super hot. I get that. And, and I'm glad you said Milwaukee, Lucas, because I, I, there's no way – I, I could have not said Milwaukee if no one said it because, I mean, Giannis is the beast. This is his league now. Let, let's be real here. Um, and so, but I don't got Milwaukee. I, I don't got Boston. I don't got 
the 76ers. I got the Nets and the Heat. Uh, I, I think just depth-wise, I think the Nets, well, they aren't necessarily that deep, but I think the pieces with Seth Curry and Andre Drummond being able to be those fifth and fourth best guys, uh, I, I think will help them a lot and uh, really put them over the edge. And then, I mean, the Heat, just anyone can go off at any given day on any at any time, especially in a seven-game series like I wouldn't be surprised if that was some crazy stat. Like the Heat go to a seven-game series and their leading scorer is different in every game or something like that. Because, I mean, that's how deep the Heat are. Bam, Hero, Lowry, Butler, Duncan Robinson can drop some threes here. and there. I mean, they're deep. I, I think they're going to – Nets, Heat for me in the final uh, – in the – Eastern Conference Finals. And, fellas, who you guys got coming out of your perspective? Uh... Justin, you want to start? <laughs> sure, I'll start. Um, I got it. This one's kind of chalk. I got Suns and Grizzlies. Mostly because I just don't know who else to trust in the Western Conference. You know, the Suns have been great all year. They have the best record, 61-14. and 14. You know, the Grizzlies have been right there as well. I know they're nine games back. But John Morant, he can make anybody else. He makes everybody else around him better. He's improved his three-point shot. You know, I think you could carry a team like the Grizzlies. I know the Warriors are banged up. Curry's going to be out for a little bit. I don't – the Warriors have not played great, really, since Clay Thompson's come back. The Suns – and Chris Paul, since he's returned, you know, he's, he's played two games since returned from his injury. It looks like he hasn't missed a beat out there. You know, they're locked down defensively. They have enough scores. DeAndre Ayton's really good. Malcolm Bridges and, you know, Gay Crowder, Crowder. You know, they're – you know, Bridges averages 12. Crowder mm-hmm. averages about 10. I know, you know – those guys too, good contributors, and then they're amazing defensively as well. Like, I just think the Suns just have a really good core and a team that can get back to to the finals this year and have a chance. And I think the Grizzlies are right there. Just for me, I just I don't know who else to trust besides those two teams right now. It's hard for me to choose that second team too. I mean, obviously you got to put Phoenix in there because, like you said, sixty-one to fourteen. That's that's ridiculous. I mean, they're on pace to win. I think over sixty-five games. I mean. Uh, I remember back in the day when the Heat went 66 and 16. I thought they were the best team ever. So <laughs> who knows? Maybe Phoenix will pull that off this year. But um, so obviously I'm going to go Phoenix in one spot. And I had a lot of trouble choosing this other team because, like you said, Justin, I mean, there's not a lot of trustable teams in the West. I mean, and it's usually the other way around. The East, I'd say, is more has more talent this year than the West does. Uh, and certainly more consistency. Um, and the Grizzlies, you know, inexperience in the playoffs makes me sh- kind of shy away from them. I'm going to have to go. <laughs> I- I've been picking between these two teams all day, and I'm kind of making a making a, um, a rash decision right now. I don't know. I think I'm going to go with Denver. Um, Jokic, I obviously. Love that. Still second place in uh, MVP voting because we know who's first. Um, but, yeah, I think they, they can get Jamal Murray back. Uh, obviously, whether he's coming off the bench in limited minutes or starting, uh, they just have, you know, a lot of good pieces on that team, and they do play very well. So I'm, I'm going to go Phoenix and Denver. All right, I like that Denver pick a lot. I mean, I, I hate to do this. I don't want to do this because that means they'd have to go through my jazz at some point. But, yeah, I got Phoenix in there as well. I mean, 
the, the, that's like a, a couple weeks ago we were on here talking about the, the NCAA tournament, and I, I, I gave you, I said it was Virginia, and I gave you Gonzaga and Illinois meeting the because everyone thought the year prior was their best opportunity, and that they fell short. So let's figure it out. No, that that's the Suns this year. I mean, they fell short. That they tasted the finals, but everyone came back re-geared and is doing as best and as better, as best as they've done ever, really. And I mean, look at Mikel Bridges playing great. DeAndre, he's been that second guy really. All he started. He really made a name for himself at the beginning during the play-in and during the finals last year and continued and just uh, continued it out and hasn't looked back since. And that's what that team really needed uh, him to be more consistent. And I think that's why he's – that's why they've had this success. I mean, a lot of people are putting it on Chris Paul. I think Aiden's probably the biggest reason why – they're probably going to go back to the final. So, yeah, I got Phoenix. And, I mean, it, it is tough with the second one, but I, I'm going to go Golden State. I, I There's their experience, those guys. And, I mean, even the the the, the other guys, the Jordan Pools, the, uh, Andrew Wiggins, they've been stepping up when they really need to. I know they've struggled. I know they've been banged up. But I, I think even with Steph Curry banged up, I think once he gets wet – healthy him just being able to take over a game and Draymond Green finally getting fully integrated after his injury. Klay Thompson slow has slowly come back to more of himself. Uh, I think this is a team that really since all-star break has just been gearing up for the, the playoffs. I mean, not really like, but like just coasting to the playoffs. And I, I think they're going to, Get in. They know what to do. They're going to get into playoff form coming here and get ready for the playoffs. So, yeah, Golden State, Phoenix. So, guys, who, who I'm not going to hold you to it, but right now, who you got meeting in the finals, Justin? Right now, I got the Suns probably against the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I, I think the Suns are now just kind of a step above. And when I was talking about the Suns, I you know, forgot to mention Devin Booker is having another phenomenal season. You know, he's not going to win MVP, but it's probably going to be in the top five, probably in MVP voting. He's had another phenomenal year with Chris Paul. Uh, I, I really like the Suns. I think they should be able to get out of the Western Conference. I'll take the Sixers over the Celtics. Um, yeah, they, they the Celtics have been really, really hot. They might have home court van. I know it's like pretty close between those two teams right now. But I, I think the Sixers with their star power, with, with Embiid, with James Harding, I think and they'll be able to get over the hump against the Celtics. Um, and I'll, I'll trust the Celtics. I think, you know, Harden's one of his, you know, Harden, I think, get, has a chance to get to the finals this year and, and put him on top right now. I like the Sixers versus Suns in the finals. Jace, I'm also going to put the Suns in the finals. <laughs> but I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna go Milwaukee. I don't know why. Something just screams – that it's going to be a finals rematch. And um, I think Phoenix is going to get the better of them this time. Um, I just think, you know, Chris Paul is not going to go out without a championship. I think he really, 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 really wants it. And, you know, they'll learn from their mistakes in the past. Devin Booker, you know, is just as good as he was, but, you know, he's he's more experienced now. DeAndre Ayton's playing for that huge contract. Nothing, nothing more than a 
<clears throat> would help that within a championship would. So I got Suns Bucks and I got the Suns taking it this year. Yeah, all right. I I, I want to put the Suns in here in there. I I think they probably will, but but I, I'm just gonna go superstars. I got Golden State Nets. That's what I got. I I just gonna. I mean, we saw what a guy like Trey Young could do last year. Uh, why can't Steph Curry? Why can't Kevin Durant? Why can't Kyrie Irving? I think, especially Kevin Durant, after having to hear about how his foot was just a little too big all, all year, uh, I think he's going to come in ready for these playoffs, ready with a vendetta. And I, I think we're going to see, like, uh, not necessarily a whole different Kevin Durant, but, like, just that killer, that that – Durantula just out full force and just taking over a game. So I, I expect that. And I, I honestly think the same with Curry. I mean, we saw how he was playing at the beginning of the season. I think it, it takes a lot out of you. I think he was drained. And like like I said, with the Golden State, I think since All-Star break, they've just been coasting. And I they got the experience. They're going to put it all together. But I, I think it's very, very interesting. I'm sure we'll probably have one of those teams. I, I think like a Cavs or like a Chicago, like that's the team that can make some noise like the Hawks did last year. Uh, or I, I could see some craziness ensuing because, I mean, it is the NBA. These are the best of the best going out on the line. And we have crazy stuff in college basketball. I mean, we, we had St. Peter's go all the way to the, the lead eight. Why can't L.A. Clippers, uh, Toronto Raptors, Charlotte Hornets. No, the Jazz are a little bit above that. Well, Los Angeles Lakers, why can't they make it there? Well, I mean, Russell Westbrook for the Los Angeles Lakers. But uh, <laughs> but uh, anything can happen. It's NBA, right? So right. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, all right, we we're gonna transition completely into college basketball mm. with our game break. But first, let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. Come on out for a day of fun to the Cove Kids Classic presented by Clarity. Friday, May 6, 2022 at Lyman Orchards Golf Club to benefit the Cove Center for Grieving Children. Partnership opportunities are available. All proceeds from the Cove Kids Classic support the Cove's free programs. Please consider partnering with us to continue to support grieving children and teens in 2022 and beyond. For more information or questions, call Allison Gamber at 203-634-0500 or email allison at covect.org. The Cove Kids Classic takes place Friday, May 6th at Lyman Orchards Golf Club. Registration begins at 8 a.m. Shotguns start at 9 a.m. on the player course. Boom. Big shout out to Cove Kids Classic and Joe, uh, president of Clovecrest Media, for putting that whole all together. So if you got the time, May 6th, make sure you go check that out at Lyman Orchards Golf Club. So, so now let's get into the game break. Special Final Four edition to kick off our Final Four preview. Lucas, what is your best bet from the Final Four? I'm going to go North Carolina plus the points. Uh, I think they have – I checked the books earlier. It was uh, uh, They were plus four. 
So I'm going to take them. I think it will be a, a close game. I, I think if Duke wins, it'll be one to three points. I think if Carolina wins, obviously that still hits, but it'll still be a close game. Um, I don't know. Coach K's last game, possibly. Um, and I heard it was his 100th meeting, triple digits against North Carolina. Duke has the edge 50 to 49 in 99 all-time meetings. So we'll see if in North Carolina um, can tie that up at 50-50, send Coach K out with a loss. Or, um, I mean, if they don't, I I still think it'll be a, a very close game, and I think they'll try their hardest. Okay. All right. I, I like that one. I like that one a lot. But, uh, Justin, what you got for a best bet? I got the King Jayhawks. I think they cover the minus four and a half right now against Villanova. Justin Moore, the, the torn Achilles. I just don't mm. know where Villanova gets their scoring from. And I, again, Villanova's with the pace they play at, so tempo, they could maybe stay with them. But I just don't know if, if Kansas could score more than 65, 70 points, somewhere around there. I just don't know how Villanova could keep up. So I think the Jayhawks could cover this one again. I, I don't like to really bet against Jay Wright because they have the best culture in college basketball and probably the best point guard in Colin Gillespie. But I, I just think there's too much over to come for this Wildcats team. Okay. All right. See, I, 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 I – I, I kind of want to go against both you guys, but I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to throw off the bat. Also, I've been terrible this whole tournament betting, so I don't know. I've lost so much money. It's ridiculous. So, uh, I mean, maybe don't listen to me, but listen. Or if you watch John about the G-Men for best bets, I was doing terrible. I was doing terrible. And then I switched it up, and then I came back and won. So I'm going to switch it up here. Screw the spread. Screw the money line. Screw the parlays. Overs, baby. Overs, overs, overs. The under has been hitting all tournament. Mm -hmm. So everything is going to dictate go the under, go the under. But I'm a lunatic right now because I'm down so much money. Let's just figure something out. Coach K, he doesn't want to go out. If he goes out. On uh, Saturday, when is the – yeah, Saturday. If he goes out Saturday, he doesn't want to go out boring. He wants to go out on top. He wants to go out with a bang. Even if he goes out he, – he, he also, even if they don't, he doesn't go out Saturday and, and they advance to the championship, he wants to set a message. He wants the other team, he wants both Villanova and Kansas to be watching that game and be scared. So I'm going to go – Duke and UNC over 151. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think they're going to get out there. They're going to run, uh, and they're going to score some points. So, yeah, give me the Duke-UNC over 151. All right, now let's get into the big Final Four preview. Uh, Let's start off with the, the first game of the day, villanova Kansas, Lucas, what are you looking forward to in this game, and who do you expect to come out on top? I mean, I I, I want to see um, if Villanova can kind of uh, you know slow down the pace of Kansas, like Justin mentioned. They they like to go out there, they like to run it, they like to play a fast paced game. I want to see. I always like to see if teams like Villanova who who try to control the pace of the game and slow it down. 
I want to see if they can do that to a team like Kansas. That'll be really interesting. Um, obviously, they won their last game 50-44. to 44, Very low scoring, very defensive, very slow game. So um, that's what I'm going to be looking forward to for that match. We'll see. I think it's either you know Villanova slows them down, it's a close game, and it's a low scoring game, or, or Kansas runs them out of the gym. I don't think there's any in between. Well, and I mean, we, we already know how you fall uh, here, Justin, with Kansas. Uh, well, what's your analysis of this game, though? Yeah, for this one, you know, Villanova's got a big uphill climb. Again, you know, Nova really doesn't play many guys off the bench. You know, no Justin Moore now. Brian Antoine, who he's a junior, you know, he's a former five-star recruit that just has not been able to stay healthy these last three years. You know, he's a guy – Today, Jay Wright was saying, you know, he may have an impact in this game and he's going to have to kind of step up. He's a guy that's capable of it. He just has not been able to stay on the floor. You know, this could kind of be a game where it kind of can help him build towards next year maybe. You know, he's a guy that's going to step up. You know, Colin Gillespie's been kind of more passive this term. I know teams have kind of been his number one option to shut down, but he's got to be a guy that really has got to go out there and be the scorer and be the number one option. And Caleb Daniels, a Tulane transfer, He's going back home. He's from New Orleans. You know, again, one of those storylines, he puts up like 35, you know, back home. You know, it's very possible. You know, for Kansas, they're 44-9 when David McCormick scored double digits. I, you know, how does, you know, how does Nova try to get him out of the game? Get Nova offensively. He's going to try to play probably five out. They can probably try to get McCormick in some, you know, um, one-on-one matchups. Try to get him in foul trouble. You know, that's Villanova. Villanova wants to try to exploit your weakness. And, and McCormick's um, perimeter defense isn't his strong suit. So Villanova's trying to try to exploit that. But yeah, Chris, Christian Brown's been unbelievable for the Jayhawks. I just think it's just too much right now for Nova to overcome. I'd see, see him keeping it close for a while, but I think Kansas pulls away in the end. Uh oh. Jace, come on now. Uh, Anyways, I'm pretty sure the only other option is we're going to get to uh, North Carolina and Duke. So, um, Justin, why don't you tell us a little bit about that matchup? Yeah, this one's going to be fun. For the first time ever, you know, in their long history, they're playing the NC tournament, which is crazy to think about. But, you know, this was a wild one the second time they played at Cameron Indoors. And there's a lot of bulletin board material coming to this game. You know, Duke fans – or you know, Duke was not happy that – you know, North Carolina didn't honor Coach K when they went to the Dean Dome. Again, I think it's fine that you didn't honor Coach K. Both are bitter rivals. Right. You know, and, and, you know, North Carolina, um, you know, was you know, North Carolina, you know, was not happy after, you know, Coach K kind of said this was an un- unacceptable loss. You lost to North Carolina. I know big game, but, again, that's kind of some bull- bull- can board material. North Carolina, like either that Duke assistant coach didn't shake the hands of the other of the North Carolina coaches. You know, but this one's going to be probably high scoring, you know, um, in the matchup to, um, you know, Baycott versus Mark Williams is going to be unbelievable. Both those big men have had a huge tournament. That's going to be so fun to watch. And which big guy can stay out of foul trouble, you know, because without Mark Williams on the floor, Duke's really struggled interior, you know, their interior defense has really been an issue for him. You know, Williams got to stay on the floor. Brady Mannix went one of the best players in the tournament. This should be fun. But, again, Duke, I just think, you know, and Coach K, you know, to now to knock off North Carolina in the Final Four, then he won his first – Coach K won his first title in 1991 versus Kansas. It just seems like it's just coming all full circle here for Coach K. Right. And I think Duke's going to be able to get past him and win this game. Um. 
So, yeah, this game's super interesting. Like you mentioned, Baycott, uh, he's been playing really well. And, I mean, I, I think this is going to maybe sound weird, but I think both teams have really, really been rolling since that their last regular season matchup. I think that the win for Carolina really lit a fire under them and got them going and, you know, off to a good start in this tournament. And then, you know, I think the loss for Duke to this team kind of lit a fire under them. Like you mentioned that – that speech that coach K gave after the game and, you know, uh, he was getting cheered on. Um, and he was kind of like, no, they'll no, no, like stop cheering me. This is unacceptable. Like, I think that, um, that speech is going to be used in the coach K documentary if they end up winning it all this year. I mean, no matter what, but if they win it all, that'll be, that'll be a big part of it. Yeah, man. I mean, it's so like the the Coach K storybook. I mean, it's writing itself. Uh, like one of the first times he was announced as head coach for uh, for for Duke was against Cal State Fullerton, who they beat for the first round. Uh, I mean, uh, Justin and I were talking about it before the show. Kansas, if they were to meet in the 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 finals, it would have been that's who he beat the first time he was in the. NCAA tournament. I mean, now he's got to avenge that atrocious loss at the end of the season to UNC uh, in his 100th meeting with UNC after he just got his 100th win in NCAA tournament history. Everything is so nice and sweet and for Coach K. And, I mean, just now we're talking about it. And Duke is one of those very divisive teams. You either love them or you hate them. And I, I'm I I whenever I can I hate them, but the, at this point this is a time where I I respect them. I gotta respect Coach K. Looking back, you gotta respect. I know that there's been some issues. I know there's been a lot of stuff going on that uh, character wise maybe brings some questions. But I mean, what he's been able to do on that basketball court uh, as the coach of Duke for however long he's been there i mean i i i hate to say it but i'm kind of rooting for for duke now i'm kind of doing it that's why i got them winning that's why i got them going to me in uh, kansas in the because i mean the the both those teams I, as far as like just on paper i think they just got the talent and those are two solid coaches so i i think and I, I know i I had some internet issues and dropped out there a little bit. But, uh, Justin, you, you want to bash Coach K a little, little bit more? Or? I, I can. You want I just, yeah, I've never <laughs> been a big fan of him. Again, that one of the, what's his name? Merrill Cole, one of the assistant coaches, got, or one of the Adidas guys that busted, right, in an all-tell book. And he said, uh, he's got some information on Zion Williams and, and Marvin, on Marvin Bagley and, and kind of some money that that they got from i don't know if it was from duke if it was from nike but it sounds like there's some very good information there that i you know could go maybe against duke i'm not sure i guess we'll we'll find out when we read the book but yeah i just never been a big fan of them you know i i don't know dance i i i don't know if it's clean it's been i don't know i i think there's something something there that not always been clean but so so it's safe to say you don't have Coach K riding off into the sunset to end off this NCAA tournament. 
I do, unfortunately. I just, again, I, I have to admit it. It's just coming around full circle. I'm not cheering for him. I, 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 I don't like any of the four teams that are in the Final Four, but Saturday night, I am a diehard North Carolina fan. Um, I, I hope they lose, but I just, I just don't see it happening. It just, well, you know, again, it'd be, I guess, great to see him lose on like Saturday or Monday night and just be a devastating loss in his career. But I just, I don't, just don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think this is not Bill Self's most talented team, and I don't really like Bill Self as a coach. He draws some great, very good inbound plays, but that's really about it. I don't like his in-game <laughs> stuff. Jay Wright, I just. The injuries, I don't think they have the depth, and I don't think they can score 65 points and beat Duke on next Monday night. So, yeah, you know, North Carolina, big fan Saturday night, but I I, just, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to get this rubber match. Damn. Damn. That's, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, got, I told you already, I got Duke going all the way. Uh, another stat for Coach K to, to put, the, even make it even more storybook. Uh, he's never been to a Final Four in New Orleans. Uh, there was a span of years he was like nine for seven uh, going to the Final Four. Those two Final Four appearances that he didn't make were in New Orleans. So uh, nice little cherry on top maybe get, finally gets one done in NOLA. But uh, L- Lucas, is Coach K going to ride off into the sunset or you got something upset? I mean, I thought I didn't think they were going to make it past the sweet 16 to be honest. But now that I'm, that I'm seeing how they're playing and everything is unfolding in front of my eyes. I think that might be the case. Dang. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but I don't know, man. It's rough. I, I, I don't want to, I respect it, but yeah. Coach K is going to ride off into the sunset on top. Not that many, not that many people. Do that even. I mean, look at a guy like Peyton Manning. He won a Super Bowl and then rode off into the sunset. But even that year, he was terrible. He was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league that year. He won the Super Bowl. So, but uh, all right. So, Duke getting it done. That's what everyone has. God, I, I really hope like a UNC or Villanova can squeeze in there. I, I do think Villanova, I, I think Jay Wright might have the best chance to beat Coach K. But uh, yeah, I, I just I hate I hate it. I love it, but I hate it. I respect it. It's just rough, man. Coach K is going, but uh, just is what it is. Who knows? Let's for your sake, Justin. Let's hope we're we're not talking. It's something completely different come next week. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm praying oh. for it. Maybe, but uh, all right, that's gonna do it for the posting up podcast today. Uh, for myself. Big Jace and Lucas Bulldog. And big shout out Justin Donfrell for joining today. Make sure you check out Sports Talk with RJ Wednesday again, at 1. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Make sure you check out Sports Talk with RJ Wednesday at 1, where him and Steve Risser, another friend of the show, been on here a couple times. Talk about them going to preview the Final Four again there. And then uh, whatever NFL, MLB, uh, everything. Talk, it's sports talk with RJ. They're going to talk about all the sports. But uh, and also big shout out to Chris Sawyer for Annie Mac Mortgage and uh, Kids Cove Classic. Make sure you check all those out. And make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com for not just more information about this podcast posting up. There, you can also find sports talk with RJ there. But also if 
you're not that big into sports, I don't know why you're watching this podcast, but there's also true crime, there's also political, there's also a conspiracy theory podcast. Anything to tickle your fancy, and if you your fancy isn't tickled, then go start your own podcast. Tickle someone else's fancy. But that's going to do it for us. We'll catch you next week for more posting up from myself, Big Jace, Lucas Bulldog, and Justin Nafro. We'll catch you next time. Take care, everyone. Down lane blocked by Randall. Julius Randall with an excellent defensive play. Joel battling in the paint, laying it up and in. Uh oh, uh oh. Dawn time. Oh, wrap it up. Thompson just the two points. This team dribbling. Oh, exploding to the rim. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.